black science guy. Teach me something I don't know. What makes water turn to ice? Think we're watching each tool. Okay, come and have a sip. Let me tell you what it is. And just like a Bunsen burner, I'm about to get this lit. See, my specialty is biology, but I can teach you a whole lot of knowledge. See, from astronomy to zoology, what I want you to do is follow me like cell division. It's my mission, right down the middle with precision to the moon, just like a rocket. Spark up me near on flight to a socket. It's that science drip, not abstract like you tip. Got my lab fully equipped, fast like a silicon chip. So check the scientific method, but that's not an illusion. Don't skip the vital step. Now you jump a new conclusion. Start on nuclear fusion, cause I'm as bright as the sun. I can't divide into two, so you know I'm the one. I'm Isaac Newton's favorite son. Setting laws in the most deep like the Mariana Trench at the bottom of the ocean. So listen to me now, I don't know how long it Left the black science guy showing yo, it's the podcast. Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome to the very first episode of the Black Science Guy podcast. I am understandably nervous right now, even though I'm literally sitting here by myself recording this. My fight or flight response is kicking in just a little bit. My mouth is dry. My hands are a little damp. Totally natural reaction to stress. But I do want to take the time to thank all of you who tuned into my podcast. And hopefully this will turn out to be something that proves to be amazing. Let's get it. So as stated in my theme song, which will be available soon on streaming music platforms, hopefully. I've always had a love and curiosity of biology and all organisms biologic. But there is one that gets under just about every organism's skin quite literally the dreaded parasite yeah you heard me parasites the entomology behind parasite comes from the latin word parasitas meaning toady or sponger and the greek version of the word parasitos which means one who lives at another's expense person who eats at the table of another love them or hate them parasites are all around you and on you and in you but don't worry, I'm gonna get you through this. We will get through this. So, what is a parasite? Like, what defines exactly what a parasite is? Well, a parasite is considered to be an organism that lives in or on a host and benefits by obtaining nutrients at the host's expense. Parasites can be as long as a six-foot tapeworm down to a little itty-bitty brain-eating amoeba. Currently, at this very moment, on your face, yeah, you, talking to you, there are thousands of mites known as Demotex folliculorum or Demotex brevis that lives in your hair follicles and eats sebum, the oily, greasy substance that is secreted from your sebaceous glands into your follicles. Well, as gross as that sounds, this is actually a beneficial relationship. The Demotex eats dead skin and extra oil from your face, and in turn, you provide shelter and just a bit for them to snack on. Win-win situation, right? But of course, there is a downside to parasites. Some parasites can actually do harm to their hosts by either hijacking their bodies to implant their own offspring or turning them into zombies. One of my favorite parasites ever is the, all right, this is a long word, Orpheocordyceps unilateralis, otherwise known as the cordyceps zombie fungus. Warning, nerdy comment alert. One of my favorite video games ever is The Last of Us on PlayStation. I swear it's like playing a long horror movie that you are in control of. I got pretty emotionally connected to the characters as well as the story. Needless to get into all the details about the game. 
the um, cordyceps has somehow mutated to infect human beings. Hopefully that'll never happen in real life, but hey, who knows? The fungus may discover it's found another way to propagate, but the vector or the method of transmission that this fungus uses to infect this host, which happens to be ants, are spread by spores that attach themselves to the ant's body and then penetrating their hard exoskeleton. Eventually the spores begin to spread and it takes over the host, turning them into unwilling participants. And then the ant just goes on living his best life like there's nothing wrong that is until it gets a command this time the call is coming from inside the house the ant is then forced to find a nice prime leaf or branch to bite down on and attach itself to unfortunately making this its final resting place the spot is usually somewhere that will have the maximum dispersal coverage as to spread the spores effectively the fungus then ruptures and sprouts its way out of the ant's head reaching until it stops by this point a couple of weeks have passed during this time the fungus has sexually reproduced and is now ready to release its spores then the cycle is ready to begin again infecting and causing even more ants to succumb to a fake worse than anything you or I will ever experience. Scary, huh? Well, don't be afraid. Like I told you, not all parasites are bad, but there are some nasties out there that you should definitely avoid at all costs. Scientists and researchers have been conducting studies on the effects of tapeworms and roundworms in the human body. Question. Did you know that studies have shown that individuals infected with these two parasites possibly may develop a hardier immune system? Reportedly, it is to be believed that this is done to ensure the parasite's survival, just a bit of self-preservation, so they offer to give your immune system a boost. This is done when the invaders cause a minor immune response, not exactly enough to cause your body to freak out or anything, but enough to keep your system on alert. Due to this alert, the body is able to deal with the common foreign invaders like certain bacteria or even pollen and dust. Which dust, by the way, has millions of dust mites contained in it. Just thought you'd like to know that. Did you just feel something crawl down the back of your neck? I can keep going if you want. No? See? I promise I'd get you through this. Okay, y'all. Uh, there's something strange going on around here, and I think it's a strange science fact. Today's strange science fact has to do with bananas. Bananas, you say. But what's wrong with bananas? Well, sorry to tell you, bananas are radioactive. No! What will I put in my smoothie? Do I tell grandma I can't eat her banana pudding anymore? Oh, baby. Now, don't rush out and buy a hazmat suit or anything like that because there's not nearly enough bananas you can eat to even get close to the amount that can be harmful to you. You have to eat about 10 million bananas all at once to die from radiation poisoning. This is because the potassium that's found in bananas have naturally occurring radionuclides called potassium-40. This radionuclide has been around since the, since the opening of this reality called time. It can be found in very tiny increments in just about everything, some more than others. According to the USDA, the average banana has about 422 to 455 milligrams of potassium in them, which could translate to about 0.01 sieverts per banana. To put this into perspective, if you were to eat about 50 bananas, now this is all in one sitting, it would equate to getting an x-ray at the dentist office. You can try to eat 50 bananas if you want, but don't really. Seemingly, there are other foods with higher amounts of potassium like avocado, yogurt, and dark leafy greens. I guess you can look at it like recharging your radioactivity. This episode, I got an email from Kiwan E. Jr. in Michigan, and he asked, Dear Black Science Guy, is gallium magnetic? Excellent question. Okay, 
Gallium is a really weird one. So here's a little background on gallium. It's an element that's very soft and has a silvery metal appearance. Its atomic number is 31 and it was discovered by a French chemist named, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I know I'm gonna screw this up, Paul-Emile Lecoe de Boisdurand in 1875. Gallium belongs to the boron family, same as boron, aluminum, and thallium. But what makes gallium unique is its ability to be in a post-transition state, meaning that even at room temperature, it can have an appearance of being completely solid, but when you try to pick it up, it literally melts right in your hand. But to answer your question, yes, kinda? On its own, no. But scientists can add magnetic particles to gallium to manipulate them with magnets. So if any of you have a question like Kiwan does, you can reach me at blackscienceguypodcast at gmail.com with your curiosity about a science subject and I will try to quell that thirst. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to my voice, even though I'm probably cringy right now while I'm editing it and listening to the sound of it. I do appreciate you all and hope that I put you on to something that you might not have known today. Now, I'm not sure how often I'm going to post as of yet. I guess it depends on how much homework I have to do and, you know, what's going on in life. But I want to stick to recording about two to three times a month. I don't want to keep you all waiting for too long. Again, I want to thank all of you for listening and I'll catch you all on the flip side. Peace. This show was created by yours truly and I would like to give special credits to Saida McEckern and Autumn Bowman for proofreading. Theme song written and created by me and music done by Javon Munoz Murrieta. Please check out the Black Science Guy podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Later. I want to dedicate my first show to my older brother who passed away during the creation of my podcast. He always believed in me and he was excited by anything I'd ever done in life. This is for you, big little brother.